Hey guys, I am joined today by my friend Zoe, and Zoe is about to be a published author, and she has become my friend (laughs) just meeting through Instagram, and I'm super excited to have her on the show today. We're going to be talking about blended families and what that's like and some of the challenges, and I know Zoe has some really great tips for us, so please listen up. Welcome to the Grace to Conquer show with me, your host, Kara Foote. I'm on a mission to help other women and mamas understand the difference between all the truths and lies we have been taught by the fitness industry and social media. There is so much info out there and so many different options, companies, and products that it's hard to know what to listen to and who to trust. Look, I've been there and as a personal trainer in nutrition, I've also been a part of the problem. I'm so thankful God came alongside me and gave me the vision to stop what I was doing so that I could help others like you find freedom in fitness through faith and truth. Come along with me on this journey, discovering how to truly nourish and help the amazing bodies that we live in every day. Hey Zoe, it's so good to have you on my podcast today. And I am so happy we connected, but like I said uh, to you in our conversation before we started recording, I don't even really remember how we found each other, but I do know it was through Instagram. Um, Can you say hi, tell us a little bit about yourself, and if you remember what it was, how we started talking in the first place, please feel free to share that. Yes. So, hi, um, Zoe is my name. Um, I think... So I know you were one of my first interactions on Instagram when I created Books by Zoe C um, for Instagram. Yep. I think that, and I started doing like, a lot of my early posts were like blended family this or blended family that. And I think that, and I don't even remember who followed who first. If it was I don't you know. followed me or if I followed you first. But it probably was like, off the hashtag blended family or something because I do exactly, use that sometimes. Yeah, probably from like a hashtag and we just, you know, I don't know. I'd say hit it off in the sense just communicating. <laughs> I would say you're probably the person that I've talked to or interacted with, even though it's not like consistent, but I'm saying like steady, yeah. been in contact with like in some sort of way. Through my, I think I started this, gosh, maybe like only four months ago. Yeah. So you've, uh, you know, I've been following your journey and you've been following my journey. So it's been, um, and I, I'm always open to, you know, talking to stepmoms and stepdads and people part of blended families and just connecting because it's just a connection that you know, unless you're one of those, it's hard to relate to. Yeah. It's very hard to relate to. So it's nice to have people that you can um, relate to in a situation like this that affects your, literally your life. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I connected with you cause you know, I am still a fairly new stepmom, and, and I like that you were posting a while uh, you were doing those little networking um, posts. And it was kind of cool because you would ask a question on there, like, how long have you been a stepmom or step parent? And a lot of them were right around the same time where people would say, hey, we've been together this long, but I've been a stepmom for this long. And that's mm-hmm. the case because I didn't actually start 
truly like parenting as a stepmom, you know, until, um, you know, well, until my husband and I got married and that was, you know, we'd been dating for a year and a half and the kids had only known me for like six months. And then, you know, as I started following you too, um, I noticed you started talking about, um, kids books or you were creating a kid book. Um, so in regards to that, and I think that we have such a need to have that community and that network because a lot of us don't maybe like for me I didn't have all the tools that I needed but like I need healthy relationships when it comes to other step parents like oh hey we're not we're not alone in this we're going through this and other people are going through this or have been through this and it's possible and we can have a good marriage and we can have a good family dynamic but it is unique it is definitely challenging so can you tell us um We'll we'll get we'll talk about your book here in a second too because I'm so excited about that. Uh, but can you tell us uh, how long again have you been a step parent for, and what are some things that you have learned, um, like some key things that you have learned being a step parent? So been a step parent for about four, I'd say four years. Um, like really in that in that role, I. Oh, I've learned a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Honestly, I think the biggest lesson for me is that, you know, how you handle certain situations, Mm -hmm. um, how you personally handle a situation um, doesn't necessarily only affect you, you know, it affects other people and you can, whatever you may say, doesn't mean that it was interpreted that way. And even if you had the best intentions, right. It, you know, some people take things wrong. And I say this because, you know, I used to get caught up in trying to make everybody happy. Like, okay, I'm going to respond this way because um, this is what's best for this person. And this is what's best for this person. And I started to lose myself along the way. Yeah. And so what I was like, you know what, I can't control people's feelings. They're going to feel however they feel, no matter what I say, I could say, you know, the nicest thing. And at the end of the day, how they interpret it, could be different, even something as simple as that. So instead of spinning myself and going crazy, trying to please and make everybody happy, I decided to stay true to myself while, you know, also becoming a better communicator uh, with uh, my stepson's mom and um, with Zach, because it made it, it made it easier. It made it more pleasant, I guess you could say, and being more open. And I'm a person that likes to, if you have an issue with me, talk to it, talk about it with me. Right. Exactly. And it took us a few years to get that, um, together. And when we spoke, um, in February, you know, and got everything out on the table, things have been like so much better. Now, does that mean that there's no arguments? Does that mean that we don't, (laughs) that we agree on everything. No. And that's in, that's in both aspects, whether it's her or him, you know, we're going to disagree, but we communicate much better than we used to where little things would set 
me off or set him off or set her off. Now it's, it's not like that. It's nowhere near as bad. So, you know, staying true to myself and not getting caught up in trying to fix everything and pleasing everybody. Um, and worrying about what everybody thinks, because at the end of the day, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. I know what I meant. And I know that if I get caught up trying to say it exactly how that person wants it and try to then say the same thing the way this person wants it, I'm going to go and sing. Yeah. So, you know, staying true to myself is it's, it's so important and making sure that, um, I don't start to lose myself because at times I'm like, mm. when I start to resort back, I'm like, nope, <laughs> stop. Remember, <laughs> remember your rules for yourself. Yeah, that's so important. That's a really good lesson to learn. It's something I, I think I still struggle with and trying to step back and remove myself emotionally from something too um, and try to just give more grace because I know it's hard being on the other end of it too. So, um, and then how, you know, I, I sort of mentioned it and alluded to it before when we've uh, talked is we're both in, you know, interracial families. And I, I think it's so awesome that like kids, like my kids, like I know we get a lot of crazy looks when we go out and about or if my husband takes my daughter out and she's obviously white or if I'm taking, it's le- it seems like it's less of an issue when I take his kids out because they're lighter and so like they could be my kids or something but it's obvious when he takes my daughter that's white and obviously you know you're black and your stepson is white so it's really like I'm sure people think oh you're the babysitter or they give you like these dirty looks like what and then of course we get dirty looks when we all go out too and people just look at us so how how like you know talk let's talk about it you know I mean it's like I know even last year we got a lot more looks even though there was COVID going on but with the whole Black Lives Matter like it was um it it felt like it was really tense for us and our family even in our social circles so let's so tell me about like your feelings on all that (laughs) you know it has been a journey there have been days emotional days and there have been the the I don't care whatever days yeah I and the the difference and the crazy thing is some people think that um interrelation oh my gosh interracial relationships (laughs) you know black male white female or black female white male that they're the exact same in the responses and the crazy fact is is they're not Hmm. they are there are of course a lot of similarities yes but the way that people react and are accepting of one more than the other and that Hmm. is it's a crazy fact because no matter what interracial is interracial and it shouldn't matter regardless yeah and the thing is the the first time the first time it ever hit me was the first few times I had been alone watching, you know, uh, you know, while Zach was at work, I was taking care of um, Jackson. And, you know, 
we went for a walk, something as simple. We were in an apartment then before we moved to our house and we were walking. We walked to the bottom of the hill. He was on his bike and we were having a good time. And this um, lady walks past me coming towards us. Right. And I was like, hi, how are you? And she was like, good, how are you? And she's like, it's crazy, isn't it? And I was like, what, what, what do you mean? At this point, he's only, he was two. Mm-hmm. And so he's like in his own world. He's not paying attention to our conversation. She's like, it's crazy how, you know, we raise them, but they, and then they grow up to hate us. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. What? Now, it completely caught me off guard. And I was like, okay. Now this, now at this point in time, I just was speaking like, I got, (laughs) my mama came out and was very upset. And I was like, that's highly judgmental of you. And that's crazy that you say that considering the fact that this is my son. Now at that point, no, (laughs) but she didn't know that. Yeah. No matter what you're judging a book by its cover, you're thinking I'm his nanny or that I'm just watching him. And that's no, like, that's not okay. And she just looked at me and I was like, yeah, I was like, cat got your tongue. You don't have anything else that you need to say. Wow. Yeah. And she was just like, oh, my bad. I was like, yes, it is your bad. And I walked away and we kept, and we kept going. It's just like you, people say things. It's like you, like you. First of all, that's the, even if I was babysitting him, even if I was his nanny or whatever, how dare you say something like that? And you don't even know me for anything. And that statement isn't even true. Yeah. Are there times where, are there times where, you know, you know, children grow up, you know, children grow up when they're kids, they're, they're completely innocent. Everybody's equal. They don't notice. They don't pay attention to things like that. Yeah. And, you know, depending on how they're raised, they can be raised to where, oh, they become, you know, thinking that blacks are different than whites. Well, and, and that's in both yeah. sides too. Yeah. It's not just, oh, that's only in white households. It happens in black households as well. Yeah. But for you to just say that out loud and say that that is your mindset for every single black nanny or black babysitter, it's ignorant. Yeah, it's that's ignorant. exactly what and, it is. Yeah. And I was completely dumbfounded. And so um. then the we moved out. So live, I live in Virginia and mm-hmm. we moved out to Manassas before we lived in Alexandria and Manassas um has a lot of old families like families that have lived here for generations yeah and you out here i wouldn't say interracial relationships aren't common but they're not as accepted as if you you know say it that way like it's not as accepted out here and you know we even have a neighbor passing every day he waves to zach and he does not wave to me ever. And we've lived here for three years. Oh wow. He does not ever wave to me. He and there's times I'm like, hey, and nothing. I get nothing. Um, for like Halloween where we're trick-or-treating, he takes them up to that house or we'll skip it, but I don't go up there. And wow. it's just and who knows what the reasoning is behind it, but it's just odd, you know. 
you you never know what it what what it is but it, it is odd like why don't you ever say hi to me but you say hi to him every single time right so you know i have come across things i've i've been carded i've been i've been asked you know hey i need to check your idea i your id mm-hmm. um like are you supposed to be like who where is his parents things i've had that happen to me oh wow and it's like I'm like, am I being punked right now? Like, is this for real? Yeah. Like, are you are you serious? And of course, me not being able to flip out like I want to in the sense of I have him with me. I need to keep my composure. I need to be, I need to be respectful and realize that whatever I do is something that he's going to see. And I don't want him to be put in any situation where I then get taken away and we get separated. And then like where he goes somewhere away from me and then he's hysterical. I don't want to, he has no need to be traumatized that way. Right. Right. So, you know, I'm like trying to keep my cool while trying to, when he's, and he's a, whoo, that boy asks so many questions. (laughs) So of course I'm like trying to, not, I mean, like, I'm not letting you, I was like, oh, no, he's just, at, he's just checking my ID, just seeing what's going on. And that's it. Like making light of a situation that's should never have happened in the first place. Right. So it, it, it is difficult. It is frustrating. Would I change, would I, you know, change? I would hate, I mean, I would love for that never to happen. Right. But would it, does it discourage me from my relationship? Does it discourage me from my family? Not in the slightest. That's good. Not in the slightest at all. And, you know, he, he loves me and I love him. And that's awesome. I'm glad he feels things so deeply emotionally. And like even learning about last year. So he's in first grade last year. He was a hundred percent virtual learning. Yeah. Well, they were learning about Martin Luther King for, hmm. you know, the holiday. And he, his teacher was talking to him, talking to the class. And he was like, you know, they were talking about the movement and all the things and segregation and all that stuff. And he was like, I don't understand. Hmm. And they had like paused for a moment. She was talking to another student and I explained to him a little more in depth and he burst into tears and mm-hmm. I said oh, okay so I removed him from the camera and you know he was just like I don't like that I, I and mm-hmm. you know he was like why why that doesn't make any sense I don't understand why couldn't you like Aww. you know because he he's so smart that he'll ask like more in-depth questions than you would expect from a typical kindergartner he was right. like so you and you and daddy wouldn't be able to be together like you guys wouldn't I was like no, not, not, we could have, yes, but it was very, it wasn't, it wasn't, and I, it was difficult to like explain it to that he could understand, but I'm right. like, at the same time, I'm like, I don't want to be explaining this to you right now. Exactly. But he just, he was just so heartbroken. He was like, I, but you're all, you've always been here. You've always, and I'm like, I was like, I'm not going anywhere. I was like, this was long ago. Are there issues now? I said, but you don't need to worry about those things. Yeah. And he was like, okay. And his teacher then messaged me. He's like, is he okay? I was like, we're good. I was like, everything's fine. But it's just different things that 
you know, come across. And I just, and luckily he has never, even though those interactions have happened while he's been with me, he's never caught on that that is the reason behind it. Because I don't, he's, he's six years old. He doesn't need to be experiencing those. He doesn't need to ask those questions. He doesn't need to worry about those things. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's so true. Um, And I know that like with our kids, you know, and even bringing up all of the things like, like my uh, step kiddos that are, you know, um, obviously black, but they're not like super dark or anything, but they still like, you know, especially with my son, like just didn't, I just really didn't understand a lot. And so it's not a position that like me or any friends that I've had that are in interrelated inter I can't say it either interracial relationships especially with you know stepkids or their own children you know or all of the above um being in these blended families having to explain something that we shouldn't have to go through that like it breaks your heart as a parent to have to even bring this up because this shouldn't even be this shouldn't be an issue um you know and the the hopefully the good thing out of that is that like our kids won't have these issues as they grow up. They won't have that stigma of, you know, this this color versus this color and that they've had somebody, you know, in their lives that are different. And yes, my situation's different in that obviously my um stepchildren's mom are, you know, lighter and not fully white like I am, but it's not about that. It's not about color. They've never been like, "Oh, you're you're white and we're different." Um they don't, you know, they don't bring that up and um, and the kids don't seem to care. Like our kids would play together and may, they might get looks and they didn't care. And I love that. And I never want them to think otherwise. And um, so, yeah, my husband, when he takes my daughter on a date or either of them, he gets a lot of really weird or nasty looks, but he doesn't care. And he's like, I don't care. Um, you know, in my mind, I worry a little bit that they're going to think he's like, kidnapping them or I don't know it just I, mm-hmm. and so I think I worry more and my husband's like you know let them let them think whatever they want I don't care and I'm gonna love this child as if she's my own um now we have had some some of her friends when she was younger uh came up and asked my husband are you her biological dad and I was kind of laughing because I'm like well that would be very typically no <laughs> so I was like well <laughs> Yeah. But anyway, um, I don't want to spend the whole time talking about all that, but I was just curious, you know, your experiences with that. And then, you know, like I said before, we were talking about you starting or having a book that's about to be published or is published, but about to be released. So about to be published. Okay. But I'm super excited for you because I know that you've been, you know, I've I've since I first I met you through Instagram. You've been talking about it and your um, books by Zoe. And I can't say your last name. Is it? C. It's just C. C? Like okay. Word. I always want to see, say like two syllables, like Sia or something. <laughs> so, okay, C. C-A or say, but it's just C. C. Okay. <laughs> All right. So that's, so yeah, you've been doing awesome things where you even just read, um, you know, books and with your son that you, you know, put that out there. And so tell me about the book that you guys have written. Um, Is he part of it too, or? No, he's not. Oh, so, well, he's in it, but he's more like, oh, what should I name this bear? But the story, no, the story (laughs) is me. Um, 
So the book is called The Luckiest Child, Mm -hmm. um, Becoming a Blended Family. And this is the first of a series. And it's called The Luckiest Child Series. And each book in the series will be about the struggles and the concerns and the worries that children face when being part of a blended family. Okay. The first one I did becoming a blended family because, you know, that's the start. That's the beginning. Yeah. And then um, another one will be, um, it'll be like about, I'm not an only child anymore. So going from being an only child to now you have two siblings and the struggles and worries they deal with. And the book, yeah. excuse me, will be a, like a, it's a, it's a tool that parents can use to bridge the gap between their child and them because this, a lot of times children, they don't open up and they don't talk about what's going on or they're made to feel bad to talk about like how they feel about the situation or yeah. they keep it to themselves and nobody ever asks them. So it's all bottled up. Yeah. And all of these concerns, you know, children should read all the time. Like <laughs> that's like my thing. We had a goal over the summer where he wanted to read. Our goal was a hundred books over the summer and we hit that goal. That's awesome. And the thing is, is, you know, books can be fun and books can be fun and learning. And then books can be just learning and, or have a message when I say learning, I mean, like have a message behind it. And so I wanted to create a book that would parents could use as a tool to help get their children to open up, to help them have more interaction to talk about the difficulties and struggles that they feel inside. Yeah. And so, um, my, so the first one addresses, so becoming a blended child addresses, um, understanding change, the importance of respect and the purpose of rules, mm-hmm. because a lot of times, you know, you have mm-hmm. a stepmom or a stepdad that moves in and, or you guys get a place together and now there's, there, there's so much change right. and, there's a new person in your household and, you know, they're instructing you, they're giving you, um, you know, they're telling you what things that you need to do. Like, Hey, go to this. Oh, they're telling me what to do. Yeah. Oh my gosh. They're making up these rules. I don't want to do, but you know, a lot of times children have rules, but doesn't mean they understand why they have them. Yeah. And so to feel oh my gosh, all these rules are being put in, all these new rules are being put into place. Or there's this new person and, you know, I'm expected to respect them, which, you know, there's the phrase of, oh, you know, respect should be earned. Um, You know, give respect to get respect. And, you know, a lot of times children say the whole thing, you're not my mommy, you're not my daddy. Yep. That that typical thing, which of course we obviously know that, but when you hear it, it's just like it it, it ticks you off. Yeah. <laughs> it it yeah. makes it makes you upset because it's not that you don't know it, but it's like the fact that you're saying that unnecessarily just because you're not getting your way and you're struggling dealing with change. Yep. And I don't we had a you know Jackson had a phase here. He had, he had a phase where he was just saying mean things. And I had the first encounter of the, I hate you. And that like, 
even though mm-hmm. I know that he didn't mean it because one, he didn't even understand what it meant. Yeah. He just knew it was something mean. Yeah. And me and him talk a lot. He knows he can talk to me about anything and everything. And he went through a phase where he was like, I hate you, blah, 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 blah. And it hurt. And I said, okay. And I didn't talk. I didn't talk. And this was like right before bed because I had him doing something he didn't want to do. This was last year. Mm-hmm. And Zach came upstairs and he said, hey, go say goodnight to Zoe. And he came in the room. He's like, goodnight. I love you. Like everything was fine. And he was like having an attitude like poor. And he was like, oh, goodnight. Love you. And I was like, goodnight. And Zach, and Zach was like, how do you have an attitude? He's like, let's go, bud. And just took him in the other room and put him to bed and stuff like that. And he went back downstairs, pissed off at me. Yeah. I was not ready to speak <laughs> yet. Yeah. I needed to wrap my head around it because even though I knew he didn't mean it, it was the first time he's ever said it. And we thought, we're like, where did this come? Like, where did you even hear the yeah. words? I hate you. Right. And so I was like, okay. Um, he came upstairs a few hours later and he was like, what's wrong with you? And I explained it to him and he was like, he said, what? And he instantly got pissed off. Not at me. He got right. pissed off at him. And I said, look, are my feelings hurt? Yes, because nobody wants to hear that. Mm -hmm. But I also know that I think right now he's struggling with change. During COVID, he was here all the time. And he didn't go over to her house. So she would come over here and they would have like our, we have a large basement. So they would have the basement to themselves and they would hang out down there just safer that way exchanging because she lives with a a nurse. Okay. And so we were like, you know, we want to make things better by giving her own space so she can still see him. Well, that was a change for him. It was a struggle. Right. Right. So we're like, okay. And I told him not to give him an excuse because it's not okay for him to say it. But I said, why? It's the reason why he's saying it. I'm telling right. him something he doesn't want to do. He's not getting his way. Like, what is the reason why he's doing what he's doing? So he's like, I don't understand where he even heard that from. And I'm like, regardless of that, I said, we would need to talk about it with him tomorrow. And he's like, yeah, I definitely plan to talk to him about it because that is not going to be happening. I'm not going to allow him to disrespect you that way and um, and things like that. I was like, my only thing is, yes, he should be. I don't want him to feel like ashamed or like, oh, that I am so, so mad at him. He Does he need to know that that's wrong? Yes. But don't make him feel wrong for speaking up have him understand why what he said just because he's not getting his way is not okay absolutely that's what we need to address don't address the words of i hate you as just those three words right you know it's so much more than that so right wow those are it's it's hard in those aspects to hear those things from them and when i heard that um, you know, my mind, you know, went up my system, like, oh my gosh, like, and those are my worries. I have, you know, I think every parent, yeah. step parent or not, whatever has one main worry and maybe that worry happened and then they move on and then there's another worry. Like currently my big worry is if I don't do stuff with him, like I would do for my own kids when I have them at this age, I never want him to go back and like, how come you never did those with me? 
Yeah. That's my worry. Yeah. <laughs> Even though that's something that's far off. Like I that's just what for the and that's my been my worry for like a few months now. So I'm like, you know, I treat him like my own. Yeah. You are you're you are my son and I don't then of course I respect his mother's place. I respect his father's place. But I'm gonna treat you like my own. Same thing with yeah. with the disciplinary things. Like you're not going to disrespect me. You're going to respect me. I respect you. Yeah. I will listen to you. If you're having a hard time expressing those emotions, expressing those feelings, I will help you express them appropriately and give you the tools to express them appropriately. But you're going to do it respectfully. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't dealt with the I hate you thing, uh, thankfully, but like there there are constant like, oppositions and things like that and it took me a long time to get where I felt like I was strong enough to hold my own and not care that maybe the kids would go back and be like Kara was firm with me um but then also at the same time like we're out and about I and people are like um like I was on a field trip with um my stepdaughter a week and a half ago or so or two weeks ago and the little girls in her class were like who is that faith? And she's like, well, and I, and she's like, and I go, I'm her mom. And she's like, she's my stepmom. But to me, I'm not stepmom. I'm still your mom. Like, I'm not going to treat you like you're not my kid. I'm going to treat you the same way as I would with any of my children. And that also means that I am going to be hard on him. Am I going to spank them like I might have with my biological children? No, because I'm not going to necessarily overstep my bounds. But all across the board, I've had to work on like, how can I be fair and equal with both my kids, my biological ones and my step ones? How can we blend that? And so it, it's really, um, you know, a lot for my husband and I to it's taken us a, a long time and, and we're not perfect. We still have our moments where we're not like your child and we're like our child or our children or it's not like your your kid versus my kid or hey, you're not disciplining your child. You're being harder on my child than you are on your child. You know? Exactly, yes. Yeah. We we struggle with that sometimes, but you know, I don't think that the kids see that and actually they all the kids would say that the youngest is the favorite and I'm like I don't like that like when I first came into this family and was blending with them I was like okay I was like we got an issue I was like there can't be a favorite child even in your own family just because you know she was a preemie and she's the baby like and she's still called the baby and I'm like okay But we're trying to raise them all to be respectful adults someday so they can all, you know, be on their own and have a good life um, and not, you know, not have the issues and hopefully, you know, not have to go through all the things that we've gone through. But yeah, I I, uh, resonate with the whole thing with them. You know, if you have more children, you don't want it to be unequal. And I struggled with that when I had one of mine. Um. And even now we have one that's with us all the time. And because of COVID, like she would normally go and visit her dad on the summers, but because of COVID, she couldn't. And still this year she went for two weeks and last year, not at all. Um, But that was when I was pregnant with her. I remember my older kids because I had, you know, I was already kind of, kind of a blended family. Not really. I didn't have any stepchildren when I had her, but she was with me all the time. And my older kids were going back and forth every other week between my household and their dad's household. 
And I remember just being so like sad that I was like, I don't want my older kids to think I'm favoring her because she's with me all the time and they're not. And I'm like, how sad it was. And then it was really hard too, as she got older to go, why are they leaving and I'm staying? Like she started asking these questions. And then I also gave up a child for adoption so that she also, you know, she's like, she's my question asker, like your son. She's, she's always like from the time she was little and she could speak in like full sentences by the time she was one, like no joke. And she would use the largest words even by the time she was two. And she would say like to people, oh, that's my biological dad. And they would look at her like what? And I'm like, I I didn't even teach her that. Like, I don't know how, but I think she would hear every little conversation and you don't think a kid is listening or caring. And she absorbed it and would repeat things. Um, And so like during all of that, I, it, it was like, I just, I, um, I had to really be careful about like the things I said and all of that and realize she was paying attention to everything I said and everything I did. And I don't remember where I was going with that, but I was going somewhere. Well, it, the thing with the, in the siblings is why like the other, you know, as I was saying with the book, that'll be like the issues, the typical issues that children face, like you yeah. know, favoritism and, Oh, this person, but not realizing like, you know, you have kids that, uh, say you you become you went from an only child to now you're a middle child. You have oh yeah, a younger sibling and an older sibling. Yeah, and you have a younger sibling that wants to play with you, wants to you, always playing with your stuff, and always wants to do something with you. And you're looking at it in a negative light. Yeah, like, all she wants to do is play with all my stuff, not realizing. Did you ever think about that? She wants to. Sp- she likes spending time with you. Yeah, she loves you. She cares about you. Yeah, so. The Luckiest Child series is to help those, oh, is to awesome. help when those kids are struggling because there's not a lot of tools out there yeah. that reflect blended families like that. Yeah. And I wanted to create something that would be helpful for not just the children, but also parents where they can ask questions. In the back of the book, there is um, an activity for the entire, there's an activity section for the entire family Ooh, to do together awesome. for them to open up, to be able to find out things you may have never heard from your child before because you never thought to ask the question. That's and awesome. I'm always, always asking Jackson, I'm always asking them, I'm like, excuse me, are you, um, how are you feeling today? Or are you anything that you want to talk about? Yeah. Is there anything that you, are you feeling any kind of way? I know last week, um, he got picked up from school and I could tell from the moment he walked outside that he was like over the day already. Like you just read it all over his face. And when I got him, um, he had to go back inside to get his lunchbox because he had forgot it. And when he came out, he was in tears. Aww. He was just over. And not that he, nobody did anything to him. Nothing was wrong. He just was, you know, ready to go home. And, you know, at times I was like, well, let's, well, let's go through this. Let's, how are you feeling inside here? Yeah. How are you feeling inside your heart right now? I don't know. Lots of feelings. I said, okay. Aww. And then I give him some examples. Are you feeling this way? Are you feeling this way? Finally, we got down to it. He felt overwhelmed. And at times, not all the time, because he goes out all the, we go out a lot, but at times when he becomes overwhelmed with a lot of people and leaving the school, it's a lot of big kids and he's yeah. on the smaller side for a first grader. Aww. 
And so he just was over. He's like, yep, I was overwhelmed. I was overwhelmed. And I was like, and you know what? That is okay. Yeah. And making him understand that how he's feeling is okay. Yeah. And, you know, it's, you know, I'm always, you know, we always have talks. And whenever we're having a discussion, whether it's a positive discussion or he's getting in trouble for something or we're having a disagreement or whatever, at the end or during the conversation, every single time, do you have any questions? And it'll be like, yes or no. Or I, and then I always ask him and follow with, do you have anything to say? Yeah. Sometimes he has something to say. Sometimes he doesn't. I was like, is there anything that you need? Do you need a kiss? Do you need a hug? Do you need a cuddle? Asking him those things, um, is like literally for every, almost every conversation that's not a normal everyday conversation but um, I is always that that is always what follows and he knows that he can talk to me so he'll 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 say at times like um excuse me can we talk just me and you for a second I said absolutely <laughs> uh-huh. giving them the control because you know when you're when your family's changing, yeah. your parents are divorced or your parents are, parents are no longer together. You're now with dad all the time. Or you're now with mom all the time. Or now your mom, you know, your dad has a girlfriend. Your mom has a boyfriend. All those changes. It's like, oh my gosh, like I need a little bit of control here. Yeah. Like the kids, and that's a, a lot of times p- parents misunderstand what that is. Like, they're like, oh my gosh, like you're being a brat. You're not this. Like sometimes children just need some bit of control and it could be the simplest thing, the simplest thing. So there's times we, we do, um, do you need a moment? So a lot of times (laughs) adults think about it. Adults, we are times we're like, oh my gosh, I cannot have this conversation right now. I cannot deal with you. I need you to get away from me. And I don't even mean kids. I mean, like, adults talking to adults. Like, and we as adults forget that children need that same opportunity to wrap their heads around whatever they're feeling so that they can properly and appropriately and respectfully express their feelings or what's going on. Yeah. So we do. Do you need a moment? And he'll say on his own. We Sometimes we don't even need to ask him. He's like, I need a moment. And he goes to his room and takes whatever time he needs like to the calm himself and be able to actually communicate appropriately so then he's like like, okay i'm ready to talk then i give him the control okay where would you like to have the conversation (laughs) would you like to have this conversation with dad or would you like to have this conversation with me right um like that do and there's times i'm like he's like could you give me some suggestions i said absolutely do you want to we have a rocking chair outside and he'll like lay in my lap and i'm like where's the rocking chair outside we could do it under the dining room table. We could do it under uh-huh. the blanket. What would you like to do? How would you like to have this conversation? Because at the end of the day, the conversation is still happening. It's just in an environment that they feel fine with. I love that. I and love so that. And so he's picked, I want to do it under the blanket. So we will literally be underneath the blanket, breathing hot air and everything, <laughs> having this conversation. But he feels more comfortable and he has that control. And I'm like, okay, I'm listening. Aw. And he just opens up and expresses everything and gets everything out. I'm like, okay. But we never finish the conversation until we get to the end. And I ask, do you have any questions? And if he says no, then we're good. And if he says anything to say, no, then the 
conversation is complete. When I get no's to both those answers, I know the conversation is complete. He's gotten everything else that he needs to say out. And I have said, and he understands what I'm saying to him. Right. So that is, and that, it took me a few, it took me, I would say a year and a half to two years to get that way, Mm -hmm. to be able to understand what works for him and communicating with him. So, and, and that worked for him. And now that's been a thing we've been doing for two years now. I need a moment. He'll go sit because it's not time out. Yeah. No, I love it. You are taking time to get yourself together so that you can communicate and express how you're feeling. So I think that that's very important. I think that a lot of parents need to allow their children to do that because just like adults, children have bad days. They have off days and they don't know why. And there's times we have bad days. We don't know why, but got to be able to give them the tools so that they can handle it when they do become an adult instead of not giving them the tools to express it now. And they grow up and they have no idea how to handle tough situations, difficult situations, um, high conflict situations. Yeah. You need to put that all that into another book and one of your books for (laughs) sure. Because I think that's such an amazing tool and you like gave me stuff that I'm like, I have a lot to work on. And I love that you just gave me maybe even more tools than my own counselor did. Cause I went and got a counselor because I was like, I can't handle all this. I don't know what. And she gave me a couple books and things like that. And she helped me set boundaries and still be able to be myself. But, um, that, you know, I wish I could have implemented that several years ago. Um, because as the kids get older, I think it's harder to do that with them. Yes. Um, they're not going to want to sit under a blanket with me talking yeah. to me. <laughs> right. The youngest one might, but, um, but I love it. I love it. And I'm like, you could, you could have cute graphics and everything, but like, and then you could have a section where you explain to parents, like, this is like a tool that you can use and this is what I do. But then you can have the thing that's all, you know, catered to both kids and parents. I think that's awesome. And I'm so excited for you, for your book. And I will be getting, um, any information I can from you on if they can yes. pre-order it or however, um, and put that in my show notes. And then I will also, um, I would love to, so I try to do a, um, drawing for like a, a gift card for like Starbucks or something, usually every month for people that leave a rating or a review for me and I'll, I'll pick one and hopefully I can get a hold of them. Um, so I think it would be really cool once it's released, I would love to get, um, one of your books and give that as a giveaway Absolutely, instead. Yeah. So, um, of course I'm going to buy that. I don't, you know, um, and then I'm going to share this with anybody that I know, like the counselors that, you know, we had a family therapist and she's an amazing family therapist, but I think that this will be a great tool for her to recommend to parents or maybe even for her to give out to them. And then if she can spread that word too. So, um, because I think that this is going to be so awesome and it's definitely so necessary. So thank you. I'm so glad this has been on your heart to do this. Yes, thank you. And I thank you it's, so much for all your time too. <laughs> absolutely. This is, it's, you know, it's been great talking with you and come, you know, it took me, believe it or not, to become an author, to believe that I could do it. It took me to, I'm, I just get discouraged. <laughs> but I'm happy that I followed through. I had, yes. you know, Zach pushed me and had my family they're like come on you can do this it's gonna be great so I am 
looking forward to putting it out. It should be out in November, uh, in November. <clears throat> it will be out in November. Once I get a date, um, I will definitely let you know in no in November or sorry, um, in the next few weeks though, I will be launching my website, which is where you'll be able to do pre-orders okay. and stuff. So I will get, make sure to get you. And I can always page. update the show notes cause I'll have people that come through here and listen to this podcast. And so I'll make sure once, um, I get that from you that I come back through and update the notes. So if you guys don't see it in the notes, any of my listeners, if you don't see it in the notes right now, that's because she hasn't given it to me yet, but I will get it <laughs> updated. If it's there, then by all means, go check her out and then I'll get your Instagram information or however they can follow you, um, as well. Um, and then, nice. you know, network with you, especially if they're blended families, because that's what we're talking about today. So, all right. Yes. I do want to say one more thing. Absolutely. For, um, so I, to anybody that's listening, um, that is a stepmom or a stepdad, um, I, on my website, I'm going to start doing, um, there'll be a blog where I, every I'm going for every other week right now. And then I'm hoping for once a week where I will be posting a story of a blended family so that, you know, just their story from when it began to the end. And it's just a short condensed version of the different things that they face, whether it's positive, negative, whatever, getting those things out um, and putting it on the ball for people to just, you know, stay like meet this family, meet this blended family. And because sometimes, you know, we, you, you join, like I'm in stepmom groups mm-hmm. and <clears throat> you hear, you know, somebody posts something and then you, you hear, it's more of a, a situation. You yeah. hear one situation, but you don't really hear about their story, where it came from. So I am going to be doing that on my website as well. So people Good. will be able to see that. So if anybody would awesome. like to be featured on my website who would love to share their story. Um, please DM me on my Instagram, which again, she'll share, um, or on my Facebook, which again, she'll share. Yep. Um, <laughs> and I would love to have your story and, um, I will tell you what things I'll need, what things I need from you. Yep. Um, and your family photo, like of all of you guys will be posted on there and everything for everybody to see. So share that <laughs> <laughs> and you're very good at that too because I know like when you did that on your Instagram with my story they you like kind of cut some of it out which I needed you to do because I was just like here's all the information <laughs> do whatever you want and you're really good at that so it's a, a sign of a good author right there <laughs> so thank you and I will yeah you're you'll be on there because I was first doing it on my Instagram and then I was like yeah this isn't the platform I want to do it because you can only fit so much in a Instagram post. So I'm like, I don't want to have to, I mean, of course I have to cut out some stuff, but I don't want to have to cut out too much. So I'm like, I'll just put it on my website. So that's awesome. That's good. Yeah. I'm so excited for that. So definitely share that. Yes. Anybody that wants to give any shout outs, I'm doing now stepmom and stepdad shout outs, one or two sentences in a photo. They're going to get shout outs, show some people some love. So yes, I'm going to, I'm going to send you uh, somebody for sure. So (laughs) at least, Uh, So I appreciate it. And uh, thank you again for being here. I appreciate you so much. And thank you for having me. It's been wonderful talking with you. I'm very excited about my book and I'm very excited about this podcast too. So yay.